0: Hi everybody. On this episode, I talk about vitamin A, depression, the internet, and I have part two of my conversation with Megan Cooper. Stick around. Episode number two of YEGMS. Um, I was doing some research today. I decided to start doing a little bit more research on MS. It was something that I had done a number of years ago and up to about two years ago. And I would post some of the results on my blog at sclerosis.com. And not so much for me. I'm not trying to find a cure for myself. It's just since I have the disease, I'm interested to find out more and see where the research is at. So I was snooping around on the internet today, and one of my favorite sites is pubmed.org. That's pubme dot O-R-G. And you can find a lot of the current research on there. Some of the papers, you know, aren't available for download freely, but there are almost 700 uh, free studies on there. So I was just snooping through, and one title caught my eye. Uh, Impact of Vitamin A Supplementation on Disease Progression in Patients with Multiple Sclerosis. And since I'm a big believer in vitamin D, I thought, hey, maybe this is another vitamin I can start taking. And long story short, uh, the summary of the paper basically states that they didn't see any, you know, significant difference between people who were supplementing with vitamin A and people who were not. Uh, So I was a a little bit of a letdown, but, you know, I saw the title... And hopefully on future episodes of, of this podcast, I'll have uh, better news to report. But I do have some good news. Uh, since I started this podcast just under a month ago, uh, since I posted the pilot episode and then episode number one, um, almost 100 people have, uh, have either listened to it online or downloaded it or listened to it on their iPhone or their Android device. You know, the, the service that I use to post the media to you gives me some pretty interesting stats, and, and there has been people from South America. Uh, there's one listener in England, or sorry, in London, England. Um, I mean, predominantly the listeners are from, from Edmonton and the surrounding area. But it's pretty cool to see. That's, you know, it's the power of the Internet to see what, uh, you know, what you can do by just putting, like, something like this together. Now, granted, 100 people in the grand scheme of the internet is not even, you know, a fraction of a grain of sand on a beach. But uh, the way I look at it is if there was 100 people in my house, like if I, you know, had a party and 100 people showed up, my anxiety would go through the roof. Uh, my head would probably fly off my shoulders. So, I mean, it's all how you look at it. And and for me, uh, the fact that anybody's has listened at all, and hopefully, you know, some people that listen at uh uh, you know, I've taken some solace in some of the, the stuff and listening to either myself or or more more, more so Megan in the last episode. Um, you know, I think it's great. So, in myself personally, my my symptoms haven't <clears throat> really gotten any worse. Um, I have been experiencing some brain fog this week, and um, the numbness in my feet is a little bit different than normal. Uh, it hasn't gotten worse. It's just it's just changed. Um, but last week I, I, uh, suffered through a bit of about, well, I shouldn't say a bit, I, mean, I suffered through a, you know, kind of a nasty case of depression. Um, I'm sure some of you listening to this some of the other MSers out there will, uh, can relate. I mean, it's just, I think it's part of the, the course of the disease, or maybe it's just part of the course, course of having a, you know, a, a condition like this that doesn't have a cure and where you're left wondering, um. Uh, Sort of what the next day is going to bring. I, uh, you know, last week is probably the worst that's ever been uh, as far as depression goes. Um, I did manage to go out for a few runs, which is good. Uh, usually those help kick it, but I mean, there was literally some days where I just, you know, didn't want to get out of bed, uh, and my motivation level to do anything at all um, was at an all-time low. Um, you know, I don't know if it's, if it's fatigue or, or what, but, um, you know, for anyone listening out there, I think it's really important to talk to people when you're feeling that way, especially if, uh, you know, family members, whether you're, you know, if you're married or if you have a partner or, or, or whatever, what have you, um, to let them know what's going on with you, because, uh, you know, people can read it all kinds of different ways, and, if you don't let them know that, you know, maybe you're struggling or that, uh, things aren't going well, um, they might perceive what's going on, uh, in not such a nice way, or they might think it's them or whatever. So one of the things I've committed to my, my wife and in our household is that when I am either struggling with symptoms or, um, where I'm struggling with, uh, with depression or, um, if my anxiety's acting up or you know anything like that, I make sure that I let her know what's going on, so at least she's not walking on eggshells thinking it's something that she's doing. And uh, you know, if anyone out there is not listening and they don't have that <clears throat> that kind of support network, uh, you know, drop me an email, um, Sean at own multiple dot com. You know. Because I think as a community of people all, all uh, sharing our experience with, with this disease that, you know, we should try and support one another the best that we can. Because um, it's, you know, it's not fun when it happens when you, have a, when you have an episode where you're not doing so well with your symptoms or if you're struggling with depression or whatever. I mean, it's, uh, it's important to talk and it's important to talk to somebody about what you're going through. No, I didn't mean to uh, sort of open this up on a down note. It's just I think it's, it's I think sometimes mental health is not talked about enough, and you know I and I feel for m- myself it's it's important to be open about it and not try and pretend like it doesn't exist. So, anyways, um, the next part of this is uh, the next segment coming up is this part two of my interview with Megan Cooper. Um, what can I say about Megan? She's very open about her uh, her her disease, and she's very, you know, very energetic, lively person. Um, a lot of energy, a lot of good things to say. Uh, in this part of the conversation, we touch on uh, sexual function. We touch on um, uh, creating, you know, uh, MS support group. We talk about all kinds of different stuff that uh, I think. If you're someone living with the disease, or or you're somehow involved with the disease, or a family member or a friend, that you'll find interesting. So take a listen, and uh, thanks, again, Megan, for doing this.
1: I get that you know medical advances are happening all the time, every day. I don't want a cure. Or I don't expect a cure in my lifetime. What I would really like is a predictor. Can you guys form something, do something that will predict
0: when I'm going to have a bad day? Or, a bad or, day? Bad.
1: or like, you know, everybody has these little heart monitor watches, yeah, the and the Fitbit, yeah. and all
0: that yeah. good stuff. Well, I got one my yeah. yeah.
1: Can you make it so that it will, like, sense when I'm going to have a bad day, yeah. or what's going to happen? Like, oh yeah, you know what, Megan, in five years, this is kind of going to be the outcome. Ten years, you're going to lose feeling in your legs. In 15 years, eating is going to be a problem, or going to the bathroom is going to be a problem, or you're going to not be able to have sex anymore. Nobody tells you that. But your sexual function, that slows down when you have MS. I had to learn that. That was unfortunate. I didn't enjoy that.
0: Uh, you know, I I think my wife is wishing, is hoping for the day when mine slows down, because oh. it hasn't yet.
1: Yeah, well, I want to talk to you about that. Mine did.
0: No, I'm still basically 18.
1: Are you? No yeah. Oh, God, I feel like I'm like a... Seventy-five-year-old woman. Sometimes
0: <laughs> <laughs> my oh, poor husband's like, oh, yeah, oh, no, yeah. No, 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 no. And then yeah, so far
1: it's all a mess. Knock
0: mad. on the table. Knock on yeah. The, yeah,
1: but they don't tell you that that that's gonna that could possibly decline. And yeah, like, they didn't tell me. That. Yeah,
0: you're right. They didn't tell me that.
1: Are you serious? Oh my god! Now I have that to deal with
0: too. Super, super. That's true. That's but it's like I was saying before, I mean, that was the p- toughest part for me is that, I mean, all the stuff that could happen. Yeah. And like you said, there's no no one can tell you if it's going to be or yeah. if, predict it. Yeah. Um, now, let me ask you this question. So you've had it long enough. I mean, you've probably wondered or probably thought about it or probably even read about it. They don't know what caused it, right?
1: No. I'm the first person in my family ever.
0: Oh, wow. Do you have any thoughts on what potentially could cause it?
1: I know that mine is
0: stress. So do you, th- now you, you mentioned you kind of had a hard living lifestyle mm-hmm. prior to. Um, and I, and I, this is a theory now, and anybody listening, this is just my own personal theory. This is not based on any science factor. Nope. know Don't take, don't, <laughs> don't, 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 don't write this down. But anyway, this is my own personal theory. Because I had a similar life from what you've been saying. I had a yeah. similar lifestyle to you prior to. I think it had a big, big, you know, up all night, yeah. uh, lots of partying, lots of smoking, not yeah. eating right, yeah. and a high stress lifestyle. Yeah. Because I, not only like doing all that stuff, but you know, being a business owner at the time. I'm not now. No. Um, but at the time, being a business owner and, and in a high stress industry, mm-hmm. I have no no doubt in my mind. Yeah. If it didn't cause it, it's what flipped the switch. Yeah. Right? I I might have already been genetically predisposed to to, to, to developing it, but I have no doubt in my mind that the lifestyle I was like being overweight, high stress, bad diet, not sleeping right, you know, alcohol, blah, 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 all that stuff was a contributing factor to me developing it. Can I prove that? No. Yeah. I absolutely cannot prove that. So again...
2: But that's
1: (laughs) gut instinct.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think, because I, no, I don't know if that's the same everyone, but one theme that's come through the talking to people like yourself has been, um, I'm now three for three. Three interviews, three people mentioned stress. Yeah.
1: Well, I was, I lived, I lived a lifestyle that, it was to the point that my adrenaline was tapped out. I, I was in a, a fight or flight situation for five years. That. Once I settled down with my husband, I got out of that area of my life, and I settled down with my, my husband, and we had a baby, and that labor, the 72-hour labor, that was what tipped the scale. 72 hours? 72 hours, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and it ended up in an emergency C-section. I was so mad. Oh, I was spitting nails. <laughs> I was like, three hours of pushing, and now you figure you got to cut it out? I could have told you that about 24 hours ago. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I was, I was pretty upset about the whole thing, but, you know, at least I got a beautiful baby boy out of it. And, um, but I think that that, you know, the my neurologist said most definitely is that it was MS was already residing somewhere in me, And it was already kind of stewing and that 72 hours tipped it and that was like yep boom it was done so.
0: The other thing I find interesting uh, because again you're the third person I've talked to and including myself cigarettes are prevalent with with the guy I talked to first he still smoked the girl I talked to uh, a couple days ago She did smoke. I didn't ask her if she was still smoking. Yeah. Um, You said that you...
1: I still smoke. I'm not quitting. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. I'm just going to put it out there right now.
0: Um, (laughs) I did smoke. Yeah. Um, And again, I I, I do know my neurologist had had told me that, um, you know, one of the things when he agreed to take me on as a patient is I had to to basically, you know, declare that I was a non-smoker. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And uh, now, again, I don't know. I just want. I just you know. Yeah, certain, it just, could be. There's certain themes that have been running through these interviews that I just go, hey, that, that's there's just this common mm-hmm. thread. The biggest one has been the stress thing. Yeah. Uh, the, the the last last person I talked to, she had said that managing stress is a big part of her life. Yeah. Is making sure that.
1: I meditate a lot. Well,
0: and she and she actually changed jobs. Yep. Yeah. To make sure she was in a a lower stress. Low
1: stress, yeah uh, that's, a, that's the biggest thing if anybody asks what I have changed the most and it is my stress level, 100%, I don't hang out with people that cause me stress, I don't work in a job that causes me stress, I keep my home life as stress free as possible you know well you
0: strike me as a high I mean I just met you but you strike me as a a high energy person oh 100% yeah and I know with with people that are high energy like that I mean some stress can come a lot more naturally yeah
1: Yeah. and it does it follows me around like a freaking plague yeah and I have people that are very dramatic and they're very you know they're things are constantly going wrong or whatever, and I'm like, okay, but you need to take all of that and you go over there for right now, you know, I'm tired today, I can't handle it. And then there are days that I'm like, alright, let's go battle the world together, we can totally do this. So, you know, there are days that I'm good to go, and then there are days that I'm like, nope, I am so not, like today, today is a bad MS day for me.
0: I mean, oh, we, we could have done this are you okay to...
1: Oh, I'm good. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 I'm... But it's, I make sure that I can still, I still have enough energy to do things that I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. I don't waste them on things that.
0: So you budget? Yeah.
1: Okay. I have, I live by the spoon theory. So. What's the spoon theory? You haven't read the spoon theory? No. Oh, it was on Facebook. And this girl that had lupus, I think, or Crohn's. Something, something just as terrible. Um, She said, you know, everybody that had, sorry, everybody that has an autoimmune uh, disease has a set amount of spoons that they get every day. And and you set your spoon limit, like, you have 12 spoons. And every activity that you do requires a spoon. Eating, you take out a spoon. Um, Having a shower, you take out a spoon. Getting dressed, you take out a spoon. Those spoons run out really fast. So... I live by this spoon theory, if I don't save up my spoons, I can't do the things that I want to be able to do. So
0: it's just budgeting your time. It's
1: budgeting your time, definitely, but we have a jar of spoons at home so that everybody knows. You know, if, if I'm down to two spoons by the, you know, by dinner time, I'm not doing anything else. I want to be able to eat dinner and I want to be able to read my son a story. So those are my two spoons. <laughs> yeah. Everybody and somebody else gets to be in charge of cooking and cleaning and doing all of that good stuff. Oh,
0: yeah. So yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look at that look that up again. i, get, yeah, I, get, I heard that It's
1: on the it's on the internet and it it's quite lovely. So
0: Well I think budgeting I, I think for anyone budgeting your time is a is a good idea, but I think for for it's in particular uh, And prioritizing. Yeah.
1: Don't let the stupid things get in your way. We get caught up with stupid things all the time.
0: Well, it's so true. I mean, I you know, for my in, in my professional life, I, I run a, I run a team of sales guys. Yeah. And none of whom have any sort of disorders or diseases or
2: anything.
0: Uh, but one of the things that they commonly do is they get fixated on stuff that is completely unimportant and mm-hmm. isn't going to drive... Like, isn't going to get them a, a sale. Right. you are basically just chasing their tail. But I you know, I can apply that to personal life, too, because a lot of times you get fixated on stuff that really isn't going to move the ball forward or anything any, for you at all. Yeah. It's just going to waste a bunch of your energy and time. Right. Um, and if you... You know, like we all do, and I think it's different for everyone, but you're right. I think every MSR only has a has a set number of things. Yep. I know, for me, it's not physical, it's mental.
1: Well, that's just it, even if it's you're mentally using a spoon.
0: Yeah, there's some nights where my wife will want to talk about the budget or plan a birthday or something. And but you by, just can't. By that time of the day, yeah. the last thing I want to do is yep. anything that seems like work.
1: Yep. My husband understands that any budgeting conversations, because we have to. We have to budget. You know, having MS is expensive. (laughs) So, you know, but he knows. Saturday mornings are when we have to have that talk. Because Friday night, I'm useless. I've worked all week. Don't bother trying to talk to me. And Sunday is, you know, Sunday is the day that I'm getting ready to go back to work. So Saturday morning is when I'm at my prime. You want to have a good, in-depth conversation? Let's do that then, you know.
0: Yeah, because you're 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 engaged. Um, I just had a question for you, and it just flew in and out. Oh, boo. (laughs) Just blame the MS. Yeah, it was there. Oh, you know, (laughs) brain fog. Do you get that?
1: Oh, yeah. It's like baby brain all over again.
0: And do you ever get that when you know what you want to say, but you just can't? You can't. And you know the word you want to use, but you can't remember, but you know it. You know the meaning of it you know you know the word for it and you're just like in your head you're like cycling around like I know going through the little Rolodex of words yeah. in your brain and it's just not there it's just not <laughs> yep. there for you today and then I'll be driving home from work and I'm like oh there it is yep yeah, that's what it was damn it yeah. oh yeah all
1: the time I think it's and it's very similar like a lot of women will be if, that are listening will be able to relate if you've had a baby it is like having baby brain all over again I have sat and looked at my laptop and been like why are you not working? Oh, well, you need to turn it on. Oh, cool. wow! Click the little Megan icon, and then it will go. And I'm like, Ugh, It's stupid. <laughs> so, it's one of those that you just forget. You know the basic things. I've, for the first year that I had MS, it was really entertaining because there were sticky notes, yellow sticky notes everywhere. Turn off the tap. You know. Check the check the bottle temperature three times on different places of your arm so you don't scald the baby or freeze him to death. You know. Um, close the fridge. Turn off the oven. Make sure that Lucas is in his crib and not on the floor. Because I was notorious for that. I would put him down to go and get something, and then it would be like, "What was I doing?" You're like, "Oh,
0: squirrel!" And you're
1: like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, "Oh!" But I would never, you know. I was yeah. very cognizant about not putting him on the couch so he would roll up. I was always on the floor. But I was like, oh, yeah, you're still there. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> I was like, I'm amazed that he has made it this far. But he's a trooper. He has. He yeah.
0: My kids
2: are tough.
1: He got piled yeah. drived into the uh, bassinet a couple times with the, no depth perception. You know, it's like the Mars landing. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, it's a good thing you bounce. you yeah. Love <laughs> Lovely little baby, I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> um... Now, as, as, as we kind of bring this, this talk to a close, mm. um, one thing I'd like to ask everyone is what do you want people to know about MS? If you could, you know, sort of stand up on a soapbox and tell the world, like, something about MS, what would that be? Be gentle about it. How uh, so
1: elaborate
0: on it.
1: Be kinder. If you see somebody that looks healthy and that's in a wheelchair or that's in a scooter, don't give them a snotty look. They're not being lazy. You don't know what they're doing. You know? I get dirty looks constantly if I have to use a scooter when I'm grocery shopping. So I've now taken my MS hoodie and I just put it on the back bit. You want to know why I'm in this? This You're is You're kidding, funny.
0: really? People give you a dirty look?
1: Oh, I've had people accuse me of just being lazy. I I've, I've parked close to a supermarket door. I'm not in a wheelchair parking because I don't need one. I refuse to use a wheelchair parking for myself because I don't need it. There is somebody there that is way worse than me. But I will try and park close. And I got accused once by a gentleman that said, you know, I was taking a scoot- my scooter out of my husband's truck. He was like, you're just using that because you're lazy. I said, really, you want to look at my MRI? It looks like a freaking Christmas tree.
0: Oh, you got a lot of lesions?
1: Oh, I have more than 20. And wow. seven that are active.
0: So be gentle. Yeah, you know, it's... People just... They're so quick to, to, to advance yeah. a judgment. Yeah. They just don't know. They don't know you. No. They don't know the challenges in your life. They don't know... Uh, the why, and they don't want to bother to ask, they just want to, you
1: know... They just want to make their opinion known, and... for the MS'ers that are listening... God, don't take it personally. Yeah,
0: people, it's usually more about them than it has anything People are
1: going to be ignorant, no matter what is going on, and it has nothing to do with you, and that... you have it for a reason figure it out makes it worthwhile you know i'm surviving ms for my son i i have a beautiful boy and if it's not because of kids what what needed to change for you what needed to what was the positive outcome of it
0: yeah i mean you want to be there like i want to be there to you know walk my daughter down the aisle yeah she's four know uh, so I'm figuring I've got at least 20 odd years until that'll happen right Uh, you know I want to be there for my son's high school graduation and uh, and I'd like to still be active I mean I'm you know I'm one of the very very fortunate ones that I mean athletically I can pretty much do everything I could before Mm -hmm. for the most part I do have some balance issues going downstairs okay Uh, yeah but I can still manage, but other than that, I mean, obviously I can still do, you know, I can still do everything that I, yeah. I should before, but uh, but I want to continue that, because I want, you know, as my son, he's, he's going to be two next week, you know, I still want to be able to, you
1: know. Play basketball with him? Yeah,
0: you know, and I don't want to miss out on that stuff. So yeah. I, know, I know what you mean. Like when you have when you have kids, it's just like they're the reason, right? and Yeah. Like, uh, but, I, I, you know, it's disappointing when you hear about, you know, some some jackass in a parking lot <laughs> decides to take issues with because why? Why? Yeah. Like, why did you even take the time of your day to, to, inter- to interact with me yeah. partner, or even talk to me? Yeah. Or how about, rather than judging me, ask me, like, well, clearly, you know, you might be having some, some distress. Is there something I can do to yeah. help? Yeah. Right? But instead, you go, no, you just become sanctimonious. Go, oh, no. I'm going to be a jackass, and I'm going to put that in your face because I'm having a bad day. Yeah.
1: Well, and I had to, I had to explain to my son, because my son was right there with me, that no, that man was just having a bad day, and he decided to take it out on mommy. You know, and Lucas was really upset. Why would somebody accuse you of that? Why would somebody be mean? I said, well, because when people are having a bad day, they tend to take it out on the nearest person. So, I got thick skin and I got big shoulders. I can handle it, but somebody that was newly diagnosed, that their life has been flipped upside down? That would
0: destroy them. Well, it kind of reminds me of uh, about a year... I uh, think it was almost two years ago now. The Alberta College of Pharmacism was really close to canceling Air Miles and Safeway. Oh, I was mad. And and it was mostly because people that are generally well and healthy mm-hmm. were complaining that people like you and I were taking advantage of it. Yeah. And then, the, and then the businesses, and then on top of that, the businesses that didn't offer air miles because, you know, safely already had the, the, they'd already cornered the market yeah. on our order, were complaining, well, that gives them an unfair advantage. And then I always took two things away from that. Do you? I mean, one of the points that, one of the arguments from people that were complaining because they don't get, you know. Because I don't know about you, but every time I pick up my, my, my meds, it's like 800 air miles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so one of the complaints was, one of the things was they were saying, well, people like you and I will delay picking up our medications to go for the bonus mile days. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to stop taking my meds for four days because i got to pick it up on this day because I'm going to get like 50 or 100 bonus miles.
2: And they were reading
0: that and going, are you serious? Yeah. Like, are you actually out of your friggin' mind? Yeah. Do you honestly think I would put myself at harm's way <laughs> for fifty friggin' air miles?
1: Or the ones that we're saying that we're doubling up, or we're we're getting all of our prescriptions at the same? Has anybody ever tried to overdose on MS medication? Because because if you have, that would really really suck. Taking one shot of Rebif is difficult enough on its own. They,
0: you don't get high from no, it. it's,
1: it's not, not fun. fun. You feel like if you hit a vein, you feel like you got hit by a freaking semi truck. It's not a good time.
0: <laughs> People aren't meeting me in the in the parking lot hey like, hey, can I buy some of your tech madera off me? It doesn't happen. No. Right? No. Because it doesn't do anything. It gives you it's actually kinda of hard on your stomach. Yeah. It's kinda of makes mm-hmm. you gassy. Yeah, uh, right. And uh, so what? I'm good like that blew me away and then and then, you know, the other pharmacies are crying you know, crying because 'cause they're like it's not fair. Nothing's stopping stopping you from offering a points program. Right? Nothing. And
1: I got so mad because
0: I said, you know, like, air miles is
1: the one thing that I can contribute to my family. Is, you know, it helps pay for Christmas presents. We don't take vacation because to try and go outside of Canada with a bunch of needles? Yeah, have fun with that.
0: It's, yeah, I used to be on the like you, yeah. but now I got social search tech Aira, Yeah. And now it's pills. Oh. It's, yeah. Should be easy. way better. Yeah.
1: Because, uh, see, I got pulled out of the line in, when I was going into the States hold on, you know, body scan, my drugs were all taken out, I was like, please don't take the needles out of the packages. Please, I, I will take, I will give you an old needle so that you can see that it is Capaxone. It is not anything bad. I'm not taking it to sell it because I only brought enough for the time I'm here.
0: Yeah, I think mostly what's in those syringes like the bulk of it's salt water. It's just saline. Yeah, right.
1: And it's you have a little itty bitty bit of drug, right? And I'm like, can you not take it out of the pack? Okay, you're gonna take it out of the package. That's awesome. Okay, swell, thanks. Mm -hmm. Because I'm I'm smuggling, but it's like no, I'm not I'm not traveling because it's too much of a pain in the ass. Wait. We use it to go on movies.
0: <laughs> well, I have to travel for work, but I don't like... I, the odd time when I have to go to the U.S., you know, I just roll the dice and hope that... Yeah. That, that, so nothing happens. Yeah. And, and if something did happen, I would literally drag myself to the airport, hop on a plane, get home. Like, I'm not going to pay a... No. ...$50,000 hospital bill... ...for no, a one-night exactly. stay for them to tell me that you have a yeah. mask like, Thanks. no kidding.
1: Thanks.
0: Yeah, Got no. that. <laughs> um, yeah, the air miles thing really, really bothered me, because I just, I felt like somebody, and I remember responding to the, it was a Edmonton Journal yep. article, and it was comments in the bottom, and like one guy went on this little, probably the same guy that approached me in the parking lot, mm. uh, went on this little tirade about it, and I just, my comment to him was, um, tell you what, I'll trade you my air miles, and you can, like, you
1: can have my MS.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Done. Uh, and I know he didn't respond to that. And no, it's not surprising. Right? No,
1: because you know what? Nobody wants to have it. You, know, you just want to be able to preach your little soapbox, and make yourself feel better.
0: Okay. He did He got a free TV. I didn't. I want my free TV. It's got to be fair for me. Yeah. Fine. Get MS.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Figure that out.
0: Yeah. Or get you know get cancer or get all Yeah. Get something something horrible where you don't know if the next day is going to bring, mm-hmm. and then complain to me about the fact that you know once every two years I accumulate enough air miles to get a free ticket. Yeah. Right? Yeah, oh yeah. A little tip on air miles. Here's another tip for you. <laughs> I just found out. I was snooping around on the air miles store and you can get an investment, an investment credit at Bank of Montreal for $500 to invest in like mutual funds and stuff okay. for air miles. <laughs> And you're allowed to do five hundred you're allowed to do up to five hundred dollars a quarter because they they either they either give it to you at hundred dollar mm-hmm. coupons or five hundred dollar coupons. And you're allowed to do up to uh, five hundred dollars a quarter, so two thousand but you can get like basically two thousand dollars of free money a year. Oh wow Invested. I just discovered this last week. So Ooh. there's another tip for it. Yay! Yeah. I'm gonna go look at that now. Yeah, That's I, awesome. I looked at that and I said to I said to my wife, my I'm wife, Andrea, what do you think of this? And she's like well, what's the strings? Is it, well, I said. Well, I guess you have to open an investment account, but so a lot. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm now going to be able to invest money as a result. So this is going to piss off the people that want to cancel air miles in Safeway Pharmacy yeah. because you know I'm going to be able to invest money that they can So, but all I got to say to those people is, again, we can tr- we can trade. We can trade 100. You know, if I can just if somehow I can pull the MS out of my body, put it into yours. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you can take all
0: my air miles too
1: well for sure I just think it's it's ludicrous I'm like is that the one thing that you have in your life to complain about like that's that's the one thing you got and that's what you're choosing you need to get out more if if that's if that's your big issue with society like first world problems no kidding holy like come on now (laughs) you try living on food stamps for a while you try going to you know the food bank Try sleeping on the street for a night.
0: You know what I mean? Just try living in a country that isn't Canada.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Right? Like, um, you know what...
1: We would be done if we had to live somewhere else.
0: Oh, like oh in, in the U.S.? US?
2: Yep.
1: Live in the, or even if you... Like, because there's a big population I read in India. There's a large population of MS people in India. And I couldn't imagine, because it's... it's not. Like, by any means, third world there, healthcare is just as amazing. But it's a brand new disease there, where it's been here for I don't even know how many decades. I couldn't imagine having to live somewhere that was brand new, that there was, you know, you had to go outside of your home for treatment. You had to go outside of your comfort zone to find out what's happening to you.
0: And right. not only that, like, do they have the infrastructure? Like, do they have a MS society? Do they have? Yeah, a, I have no idea. You know, um, and you know, I'll be you, like up until the last year, and it was more the result of the, doing this run, right? Yeah. My my contact with the MS society was limited to the bike tour.
1: Yeah. I never. No.
0: I just yeah I, uh, and I and I honestly another another tip for anybody who's newly diagnosed, don't wait to reach out. Uh, I did. and
1: You have to go through a very scary period of time by yourself.
0: Yeah, and I found that in the last year, specifically in the last, you know, four or five months where I've been really exposed to a lot of, a lot of mm-hmm. other MS or other things that I've been doing, um, Sharing stories, even a conversation like this, yeah. I find it very therapeutic. Because yeah. I know the person on the other end of the conversation yeah. gets it.
1: Yeah. You don't have to try and justify it.
0: Like, even when I'm talking to my wife, and I love her dearly, and she tries. And she tries to understand. Mm-hmm. But she can't. No. You know? I mean, she can't, she can't as much as someone could who doesn't have it. Yeah. Uh, but there's only so many books that you can read. Yeah. And... and uh, I don't know YouTube videos that you can watch and I don't know if you ever thought of it I, I, you know I was look at her and, and, you know especially when I was training to do this run like I was running like 90 to 100 kilometers a week I'm running five times a week you know I ran 12 hours um, and she sometimes like I, I only have to, I, I have to guess she looks at me go, is there ser- that can't be anything wrong with it <laughs> yeah right
1: <laughs> yeah my husband forgets He's like, oh yeah, he, you're having a bad day. I'm like, yeah, you don't think? He's like, I, I still forget. After 10 years of being married and 8 years of you having MS, I still forget. Because
0: you don't look at me, it's not like I have one eyeball that's hanging out of its socket. No. Or, uh, you know, I...
1: Like even a rash or something that is just like mildly... Um, visible yeah. for somebody else would kind of maybe be a bit of a help. Be like, yeah, I have MSC my rash. See this, what is happening yeah. here? Then they're like, you know, they can visually see it, but they can't see the
0: internal part of it, right? Yeah, I know I said a couple of minutes ago that we are going to wrap this up, but I do have one more question to you, and, I, and it's one question, that one that I wanted to ask oh, you like yay. 15 minutes ago, it popped back there. I think we've touched, we kind of danced around it, we've kind of touched on it, but I want to ask you specifically, because this relates to what we're talking about our spouses
2: right
0: now, mental health. How have you been there?
1: Um, mental health has always been a struggle. Um, even before I had MS. Did you
0: have family history? Yes. Yeah. So same here. I do have a family um,
1: history of it. I have not only the depression that comes along with having MS because that does, that's part of part and parcel when you have MS. Uh, I was also diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, and panic and anxiety so it is part of my lifestyle is taking care of my mental health as well as my MS so I mean my husband his family has they have mental health issues as well everybody is very open and honest about it you know if there's uh, a time that I feel is a, is an uncontrollable um, uncontrollably bad day, mental health-wise. I am not quiet about it. Everybody will know because I, I don't want anything to happen in that sense. I don't want to have it impact my husband, my son, my family. I want everybody to know that what's going on. Uh, so being loud about it is my way of coping. You know, I can't. I don't try and hide it. You know, I don't try and go into a corner or whatever, yeah. no, again, I shout it from the rooftops if it's a bad day.
0: Uh, and I know a
1: lot of folks with MS struggle with it, we lost a, a good friend of mine last year, we lost her to suicide, and it was heart-wrenching.
0: Well, it's, you know, uh, the reason I asked about the mental health aspect is... You know, even though there seems to be growing awareness about it, I still don't think it's talked about enough. Not Uh, at all. And I know for myself, I was diagnosed... uh, About two years after I met my wife, our daughter was about a year old. I kind of went off the rails a little bit, Mm -hmm. uh, where my old life was struggling to get back into Mm -hmm. control. Uh, And at that point... I told you know we had to we had to figure out what we were, we were going to do, and so I went uh, I went to see a mental health professional, and I got diagnosed with anxiety disorder, mm-hmm. which I think is common in essence, and also bipolar. Yeah. And the other thing I did at that time is I I committed to my wife that I wasn't going to drink anymore okay. N- not that it was a wild problem or anything no but because that was such a prevalent feature of my old life i had to know for myself if i had a problem yeah so for two years i had not a drop
2: oh good for you
0: and once i re- and i and i did a cold turkey i never had any like craving so it was more i needed to know and i needed to make sure that i didn't have a problem with yeah. it that it was just the social scene that i was in yeah um you know and so there was that, but then, then when I got diagnosed with bipolar anxiety, uh, my GP at the time said, well, we can, pres- I can't remember what the, the drug was, but it was to, to, to combat the bipolar. Mm-hmm. And I just said to him, you know, don't bother writing the prescription just yet. I need to talk to my wife about this. And we made a decision as a family that uh, I wasn't going to take, cause my, my my personal take on it was, I've already got stuff going on with my brain because of the MS. Yeah, and when we read about what this drug did, it was okay. pretty powerful stuff. Oh, okay. and I went, I don't know that I really want to introduce something else when there's already yeah. things going on. Yeah. Um. So when you were talking about communication, and you let everyone know. Like, oh yeah. With with bipolar, and, and I think it was Margaret Trudeau had said, I would never want to not be bipolar because you don't the highs are so awesome. That it makes the lows worthwhile. Yeah. And there's truth to that. Because when I when I'm in an up phase in my bipolar, I'm goofy and joking around all the time. It's fun. Everything's fun and funny. But I've now learned that when I'm in that phase, I just say to my wife, I'm on and up. Yep. So we know what's coming what's coming on the other side of it. But I've also learned that as long as I'm running consistently, the highs aren't that high and the lows aren't that low. So when I get out of that routine of exercise where the highs get really high and the lows get really low, okay. right? Um And I think that it's important for, for people with MS to not be shy to talk about how they're doing mentally. Yeah, and
1: most definitely, because it comes. It comes hand in hand. You need to know that, that there's... You might have MS, but there's also a, another part that you're, you're going to be in mourning. You, you go through a grief stage of the life that you used to live, the life that you used to have. It is no longer... Uh, no longer gonna be that way and you have to allow yourself the ability to go through those and to have moments of being super sad but let the people that that are around you and love you and care about you let them know that that's what's going on is that you are you're going through uh, some grief about, about the life that you used to be. Able yeah, you're to live. almost
0: mourning the loss of yourself. Yeah. You know?
1: Because you're no longer that person. And, and they're not going to understand it until you tell them.
0: Right? And that goes back to my point about don't, if you're, you know, if you're a new MS and you're listening don't wait to reach out because if you do it on your own, or you're trying to try and do it on your own, it took me years to figure that
2: yeah.
0: out. I mean, I was already married with one child.
1: Yeah, and, you're beating your head against a wall.
0: And uh, where if I would have had uh, some sort of support network of people that had gone through a similar experience, I can't say 100 definitively that it would have changed it, but I, I have a feeling it would have. Yeah. Uh, I would have been able to tap into their somebody else's knowledge base going through it.
2: Yeah.
0: And this ties to my next point um, that I wanted to talk about, because you and I talked about this before I started taping. I mentioned that you know that I, that I have had some interactions with, with a gentleman named Neil who wants to start a mentorship program, and you immediately.
1: Oh, I'm on board. Yeah,
0: because
1: um. that's a, that was one of the, the hardest parts is going through it alone, not knowing, mm-hmm. not having nobody say it's a survivable disease. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a or disability. It's survivable. You it's you you're not going to be on your deathbed in a month, you know, yeah. for the most, in, you know, intensive purposes, You're, it's gonna suck. Yeah. There are gonna be days that you wish to God that you didn't have to get out of bed, but you do. You need to get out of bed. You need to look it in the face, tell it to piss right off, mm-hmm. and keep going. Yeah. And that's what. I wish that we had when we were first diagnosed, because if somebody had said to me, this won't last, tomorrow will be a better day, or two days it'll be a better day, or whatever, better days are coming, just keep pushing. It, it would have been a relief.
0: Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree, so, um, you know, I hope that uh, Neil's successful in his quest to get this thing off the ground, and um,
2: yeah,
1: me too.
0: And you know, and I you know we're going to be talking, like I said, you, I'm going to be actually interviewing him like this hopefully next week. And
2: um, yeah, I'd like
0: to get a bunch of people behind him, yeah. and then put pressure on the MS Society to to move. And sometimes it's tough when you're, when you're like I've had nothing but good nothing but good positive interaction with the MS Society, but at the same time there are. A large organization and there's bureaucracy involved, yeah. so they're not going to be the most fleet of foot to get things moving. And sometimes no. you gotta—you have to be pushy. Yeah, you got to put some grassroots pressure on them.
1: Yeah,
0: and, uh, you know, I know that there's going to be members of the MS Society listening to this, so yep. when they do, I mean, understand that, and they know how pushy I can be.
1: <laughs> Brilliant.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you know, trying to get something like that run together. Yeah. Um, at first, I think it, it took it took a, it took a, it took a minute to, to, to get them to realize that I was serious. Yeah. And then once I was serious, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I put some I put some strain on the resources, I think, at points, but uh, but it's all just generate awareness, right? So.
1: Well, and that's the biggest thing. Is, you know, try and get as many people to, to, to understand what's going on. You know. and I think for new
0: MSers that would be just so impactful. Like if they can yep. speak to like someone like yourself, yep. who's been living with it for eight years, yep. uh, has seen all the things that it can bring.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, and all of the difficulties that you, you nobody tells you about, or that people don't want to talk about. I will talk about that. <laughs>
0: you know. Well, there's no point in not being honest. That's right. You know, if don't the reality, sugarcoat. If you have a disease. You got it. Like yes. Yeah. And you don't have a different. I mean, if you have if you have relapsing remitting, you've got the same flavor that you and I yeah. have, right? Um, and everyone I've talked to with relapsing and remitting, it's a pretty similar experience, yeah. you know. Uh, and we can talk about diet. We can talk about mm-hmm. the different therapies. We can talk about standing your head. I don't care what you. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's no cure. No. You know. Uh, so it's just about your quality of life
1: How yeah. to keep that as positive as possible and as comfortable as possible like oh, for great. me changing my changing my diet drastically like for me cutting out white bread cuz i've been told cut out white bread and white pasta and blah 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 cut that out no for me that diminishes my quality of life it makes me more uncomfortable it makes me more Agitated that I don't have my comfort food. It's not bad food. It's not, you know, I'm eating a bag of potato chips, but it's my comfort food. And for somebody to take that away from me would diminish my quality of life. And it's about finding the things that you can hang on to that are still part of your life. They're still yours. They're still yours. And people aren't going to take those away from you, but how to make them a bit healthier, right? Like, not, don't eat an entire loaf of bread. Yeah, that's. I could do that in a day. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I could, but I don't anymore because, you know, it's moderation. You have to take it as you as you would anything else. But if, if changing something because you have MS is going to diminish your quality of life, don't do it. You know, it's just like anything else.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm hoping this will maybe give some people some hope
0: yeah I, I hope that uh, have, you know allowing people access to, to conversation like the one we're having is because I just remember when I got first diagnosed I just to have access to something like that would have been a huge help yeah and like I told you before we started recording I, this isn't going through my own personal filter like if you don't agree with the way I handle it so that's not the point. The point no. is is trying to get the stories out there. Yeah. Because everybody's going to gravitate towards different things that you've said today. And um, and there's going to be certain things that you've said that I can't say. Yeah. Right? And that may, you know, spark something in someone. Yeah. And, um, and the, the importance for me is just getting it out there. And You know,
2: we all have our own
0: way of handling anything. But... It's just trying to build that community so that people understand that you're not on an island by yourself. No. You're, you're part of a greater community, and, and, and there are people out there that are willing to point you in the right directions. Yeah.
1: And let let you know you're not by yourself. Yeah. You know, it might just be like a phone call. You know, once a week or once a month, even just to say, "Hey, you're not alone."
0: And some people are really shy, so maybe just yeah. just being able to download something like this to listen right. to, it and privately listen to it, and it doesn't become. know they're
1: not out there yeah it's not an overwhelming experience
0: yeah it's just it's a personal thing so okay so you your facebook group is called young adults with ms in greater edmonton yes that's
1: uh started by the ms society and i'm one of the administrators on it so
0: so people can look it up they can join the group yep and it's just people posting about
1: Uh, you know that they have MS or if they have a family member with MS and they have questions or if they have concerns or that they just need to vent or you know be sad that's it's acceptable and you can you can join and there's always information there's a nurse that I believe she either was part of the MS Society or still is and she'll go on and post um, different talks that are coming up or um, research that's happening um, different medications that are going to be released, you know, if they've been approved by the FDA or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's, it's, it's nice because it's just, it's a bunch of young adults with MS. So.
0: Well, I mean, it sounds like maybe great way for new people to interact with.
1: Definitely, especially if you don't want to go, and be face to face, you don't have to.
0: Yeah, you can put that, that thin veil yeah. on the internet between you and... Yeah, Definitely.
1: Yeah. Social media, you don't have to be face-to-face with anybody. So. Now, are
0: you active on any other social media, or just the Facebook?
1: Uh, I'm on... Uh, for MS, I'm just on Facebook, okay. but I'm... Personally, I'm on Twitter and everything.
0: Yeah, you can give your Twitter handle if you want to, you don't have to.
1: Oh, uh, I, I don't even remember what my Twitter handle is. <laughs> <laughs> That's how often I use it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> But I know that uh, the MS Society is on Twitter as well, and there's a lot of good links um, to different research that's being done.
0: Yeah, no, they, 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 they sometimes retweet my stuff. No, no, oh, like, every now and They every now and then. Well, it's mostly around the run time, right? Because yeah. I'm raising money for them, but... Uh,
1: oh, yeah, they're going to promote that. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, but it's good. But yeah, thanks again for, for taking the time to talk to me. Oh
1: thank you. For um, me.
0: you now set the record. This is the longest one.
1: <laughs> I knew I could talk a lot. Yeah, this is the
0: longest one by about <laughs> almost forty minutes. Oh no. What? I mean it's great. Oh, okay. I mean it, it, it's you know, that's the interesting thing about doing a podcast is there's no
1: It's no set time.
0: There's no limit, right? That's good. And you know, if one episode's an hour and another one's two hours, it doesn't make it doesn't make a difference. Okay. And, um, no, I just appreciate the fact that you're you're very open and willing to talk and. Uh, yeah, and you're I look actually,
1: forward to hearing more about what you're doing.
0: Yeah, no, I think you know from from this from this us uh, sitting down here. The first one should be out end of this week.
2: Excellent.
0: And then uh, I will definitely email you links. and yes,
2: stuff. Yes, please do. Um,
0: and let you know when this is coming out. Okay. And, yeah, you know, again, thanks again. You're
2: welcome. All right.
0: So that was part two of my conversation with Megan. Um, very, I mean, I find list, listening to her story and listening to other MSers talks really helps me. I, I found that in doing these interviews and talking to people, it's um, starting to shape how I'm dealing with my own disease. And so I hope it's helping you. And I really appreciate Megan taking the time to sit down and talk with me because I just think that she had a lot of great insights and observations. And I mean, I hope to to talk to her again and have her on the podcast again. Um, The next episode of YGMS will be coming up in two weeks, uh, every second Thursday, basically every second Wednesday night. I'm going to post it at midnight. So whether depending on your point of view, whether that's Wednesday or Thursday, it'll be every two weeks. If you want to get a hold of me, you can email me anytime at Sean, S-E-A-N, at own Multiplesclerosis.com. That's ownmultiplesclerosis.com, O-W-N. You can also find me on Twitter at ownms.com1. That's at ownms.com1 on Twitter. Uh, a couple other mentions that I probably will mention on each episode. I will be doing the really long run for MS again next year and every year in the <laughs> foreseeable future that i'm able to so if you have any interest in potentially uh volunteering getting involved running 5k 10k you know i mean i'm gonna be i'll be running for 12 hours so uh, however long you want to go uh again get again get a hold of me or you can also go to really long run to endms.ca or own multiple sclerosis.com Either way, you'll, you'll see a place to get a hold of me. Also on that note, um, my MS Bike Tour team. Last year, we had 18 members. I'd like to get the membership up to 30 for next year. If you've ever thought about doing the MS Bike Tour, or if you have a relative that's thought about doing it, and you're not sure about how you, to get involved, or you want to join a team, and get a hold of me. I have one other MSer on the team. His name is Dave. Uh, Dave will be featured in one of the upcoming uh, podcasts. Um, yeah, We would like to get uh, 30 people on the team uh, for, for next year. Our, our team was in the top 10 fundraisers uh, for this past bike tour and we'd like to keep that going. You know, Maybe one year we can even crack the top five. So if you're interested in doing the bike tour next year don't have a team or you have a small team that you want to fold into a bigger team uh, the goal right now is 30 members, and we're not going to stop at 30. If more, you know, if more people want to join, uh, the more the merrier. So, thanks again for listening. And if you ever want to get a hold of me, please do, and uh, I'll uh, look for you again in two weeks' time. Thanks.